Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Reps Podcast. I'm so thankful to have you here. We are still looking to create a bigger community around the mental health when you're done finishing your sport, as we've been saying. We just want to create a community where you feel safe to talk about the mental health when you're done playing sports and how you could repurpose yourself without having sports be your entire life. Before we get started, I just want to say to make sure you give us a review, like, subscribe. We go on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, everything. So just give us a listen, give us a review. On the podcast today, I'm very thankful to have an old friend of mine and a guest come on. His name is Carlo, I'm going to butcher this, Rattaccio. I met him when I was playing at the University of Akron playing soccer, and I thought he'd be a really interesting person to come onto this podcast and talk about life after sports and repurposing yourself because I know he's very big in the soccer community and everything like that. So first off, Carlo, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is an awesome thing. I'm more than happy to be here and share my story. Thank you. Um, Just to start off, because I didn't really introduce you yet or anything, can you tell me about your background, just maybe where you grow up, your soccer background, and any other sports you really played? Yeah, so uh, so obviously you gave me a great introduction, but growing up, it was, for me, it was just soccer. Me and my family, that's all we did our whole lives. Um, you know, we growing up. Again, early, waking up early, watch games, practice, whatever it was. Um, but w- my path, um, I was fortunate enough to play for one team, one club team my whole entire life at New York City in Black West Country. And I was also very lucky enough to grow up and play with the U.S. national team, the youth teams. I grew up playing with the U14s, the U15s, the U17s, and U19s. Um, and I was also blessed to have the opportunity to uh play at the University of Akron and, and pursue my degree and also get the chance to continue playing soccer and having the chance to hopefully play professionally, which I was also blessed yet again to do. Um, I went on to get be drafted uh, by Chicago Fire. Um, I played professionally for a year. And after 20 long years of playing, I decided, you know, it's time to uh, time to move on. It was, uh, it was very exhausting, but um, it was all, you know, all fantastic. I have no regrets in anything I've done. And and here I am now, ready to move forward. Yeah, that's great. You have a really amazing like soccer career and just career career in history with this sport. I mean, you got to grow up playing in these national teams, and then you went and played at the University of Akron. And you're, if you're listening and you don't know, Carlos like basically played for one of the top teams in the country. He also, I believe, was the captain for the team, which is really amazing to be able to hold such a high standard for yourself while leading the team basically into the national championship. Is that what you would say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, freshman year, when we went to the final, um, you know, I, I, there were definitely older guys who had that kind of status of being a captain. But for me, the way I always saw it was just to do my role and act a leader as a leader in my own way, um, whether I had an armband or not. And it was just about setting an example, setting a standard. And, um, you know, I think that as, as a collective, we really did meet those standards. And I think that's why we did so well. Um, and, yeah, it was exciting. It was a great time. People you know, we're so dialed in and, you know, you could feel the energy and you could tell that something, there was something special in the group. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, when you're playing at such a high level, you, like, have this adrenaline and all this, like, I didn't, like dopamine from being able to win all these games and go out there and play competitively and be with all your best friends and just, like, really put everything out on the field. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I mean, it's like it's weird because you're playing and you know you're growing up when you're playing, you know, your club level teams, you kind of, you're all scattered everywhere. You don't live together. And, you know, and you realize when you're, when I, at least when I was at Akron, you did everything together. You know, the guys, some of the guys mm-hmm. were your roommates, some of the guys were your classmates. You literally lived, breathed every single moment of your lives together. So it's a different kind of sort of camaraderie that we had. So, but yeah, super special, you know, fantastic time. I look back at it all the time. Just think about how, lucky I was and having the people supporting me around me and fans, you know, family, friends, it was just all great. It was all really, really just amazing things. Yeah. That's actually one of the hardest things though, that people have like the difficulty of coming, as you've been saying, you're with your team all the time. You have this camaraderie, you're living with them, you're going to class with them and then you finish and it's like, Oh my gosh, like I can't go to the locker room and go like have chit chat with my friends anymore. I can't like go meet up with them in class and talk about our game next week. Do you think it's weird? Like not being able to just, you know, like, do you miss the feeling of being able to go to the locker room with all your friends and stuff? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's something I do miss a lot. I always try to keep in touch with all the guys, you know, whatever guys I can. It's just, it does get a lot, especially as, you know, your life goes a separate way. Um, but yeah, I do miss that. I mean, sometimes some of the guys just, you know, they just, you know, they just piss you off. And, you know, but you look back at it, you're like, you know, I miss those times when they piss you off, you know, because cause then those things are gone. And it's like, you know, it's those little things, uh, people, all the banter that people have, you know, um, but now it's just, you know, it's, it's just how it is, you know. So I always try to recant on those things. That's why I keep in touch with the guys. And, you know, even on Chicago, I mean, college is a total different level of camaraderie. Don't get me wrong. Chicago is great. Yeah. But when you live and breathe every single moment with your friends and your, your friends really from college and your teammates, it's just different. But, yeah, it's something I do look at yeah, all the time. It, it, I, have, I was really lucky. I had I had a lot of family of mine that played D1 sports. Um particularly my uncle. He was a D1 uh, All-American um, at Villanova wow. in the cross back in the day in, in the 80s. So I lean wow. on him for a lot of advice in terms of uh, team camaraderie, getting guys bought in, how to, you know, cut any sort of, you know, cancerous things within the group and how to handle it and, you know, who to have on your side and, you know, and how to lead. And so it was great. I, was, I had a lot of really, really good, support so i learned a lot and i applied a lot and i've learned from my own experiences as well so i was able to grow to where i am now and hopefully i can apply to whatever i do next yeah that's amazing that you even like recognize that upon yourself to take these characteristics and things you've learned from playing a division division one sports and being with all these teammates and take those characteristics and take it now maybe into your day-to-day life yeah absolutely Um, you know it's Really interesting. So we'll see how things go. But yeah, you know, I, I'm always trying to apply things from soccer. It's, I always sound super, I probably sound super cheesy when I say it. I always tell people, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm sorry to refer anything to soccer, but it's like, but it literally it's everything I learned about life is through soccer and the guys I was with at college. Yeah, for sure. I definitely take what I've learned from the sport in soccer, like into my day to day life, which I know is probably annoying for other people. But that's like the point of this podcast to show that our whole life has basically been sports. So like, it's hard to almost relate to something different because that's what we do every day. We'd wake up and go do our sport. We'd wake up and go be with our team. We'd wake up and just be talking about soccer the whole time. It's hard to just disassociate from that, especially when it's something you've been doing, as you said, for 20 plus years. Yeah, absolutely. 
It's really weird. Yeah. So it's amazing that you were able to go play professional for a year after. Was that something that you have always dreamed of since you were little? Or was it something that you're like, oh, I have the opportunity, I'm going to do it? Or was it something like you set out to do from a young age? No, that was something. As a kid, I was like, I have to do this. I want to do it. You know, um, it was just something I used to watch, you know, Premier League in the morning, Serie A, you know in the mornings, those are the two big ones I always watched. And I was like, that's it. Like, I have to get somewhere on the, uh, at that level. I have to for sure. Um, and yeah, and that was my motivation every day to wake up. Um, you know, waking up, I was always thinking about it. It's the first thing that comes to mind. It's the last thing in my mind when I go to sleep. Um, it was something that I just, it just, you know, motivate, it motivates me every day, but it's also one of those things that it felt, it felt like it gave me a purpose, you know? So I wasn't just getting up to get up and go to school and then come back home and do homework and, you know, go to sleep and just do the same thing over and over again. My day was, all right, I'm ready to go you know, practice and I'm going to work out, then go to school, then, you know, or I'm going to go to school and I'm going to make sure right away I make time to work out and then go to practice and I come back home, do homework. Um, so yeah, it really gave me a lot of purpose in my life, soccer. And because, you know, the, because of me watching them as a kid, I was like, that's got, it's gotta it happen. It's gotta happen. I mean, I was kind of similar. I was like, Oh, I have to play professional. Like this is something I've been dreaming of my whole time. And as you said, it's what gives you your, your purpose. Weird to think about because your whole purpose is basically based around a sport where you're going and running and kicking a ball around. But at the same time, it's yeah. like what you like live for. You like live to get onto the pitch and you live to put your shoes on and just like go and head a ball or something, which is so weird if you like break it down. But it really is like your whole purpose is playing your sport. And then when you're done, it could be really difficult to be like, Hmm. What is my purpose now? So waking up, and you know, you used to wake up in the morning to just strap your boots on and play. Um, but it's to realize that life's in chapters. Um, you know, you know, every chapter has a different story to tell. And um, you know, for me now, this chapter it's just not soccer. And for you, it's just it's an injury. And you know, everybody's chapter is different. Um, yeah. But I was saying, you know, that soccer gives us purpose, you know, as well. It gives us, you know, we wake up, we have a reason to wake up in the morning, you know, where other kids, they don't have that. You know, they just, you know, regular students, it was just fine. It's nothing against that at all, but soccer yeah. was my purpose. So finding a new, finding a new purpose is something that's, you know, um, you know, I, I still work on it every day. You know, I think of new things, you have, yeah. you have to do trial and error. Um, but the biggest thing about it as well is the power of time. Um, everybody's time is a, is a really unique thing because time works differently for everybody and everybody's past success is different, you know, through time, you know, some people, they go to college right away and they, you know, get the right job and they start making a lot of money and they have a family right away. It's great for them. Some people got to wait into the thirties to do it. You know, some kids do it like in the soccer world they do when they're 16, 17, 18 years old. So yeah, time's a really unique thing, but having faith in time and knowing that somebody's looking out for you, um, and that you're going to do great things, just knowing that you have to be patient, trust your, trust the process and trust yourself is the biggest thing. So that's what's giving me the power to kind of wake up every morning knowing that time is on my side and time is looking out for me and somebody is out there wanting the best for me. 
I think that's a really good way of looking at it and like approaching it because I mean I've interviewed a few people so far and I've talked to my friends about this stuff and no one has really ever talked to about it like that aspect so I think even for me that is really eye-opening to hear it like that because even now I'm struggling with repurposing after soccer and just like as you're saying the time and just knowing something like good is gonna happen and like the work you put in is what you're gonna get out I think is something that's like very important to hear and for other people to listen to and maybe take the advice you were just giving and look at it through that approach. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just, it's, it's weird. You know, it's really weird because even for people, you know, like you and I that have been playing, I play all the time, you know, or I played and you're playing, you know, um, it's just, the purpose is a different thing. It's people probably perceive it as something very generic, but, as long as you realize that it's different for everybody and you don't compare yourself to other people and where other people are at, you just don't care what other people are doing. You just focus on yourself and what's best for you. That's great. That's the most important thing. You know, I think that's the most, that's the healthiest thing because nowadays everything's about comparing and why, you know, you see somebody doing this, why can't I do that? And so you can, you know, as long as you apply yourself one and two, you just have faith that it can happen, you know, and just know that it just takes time. That's it. Yeah, I, that's also some really good advice. Like, I, I, even me, you're like stumbling me. I'm like, wow, why, why haven't I thought about like this, or why haven't I like looked at it through the size? But this is why I want to bring people like you on, like to give a new perspective to people, and maybe someone could relate to you better than they could relate to me. And I just want to make sure that I'm able to, you know, create a community where anyone can feel safe and like have different opinions about this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So to go on. I don't really know this, but why did you end end soccer? Like, why did your career end? Sorry, I don't, if this is like too personal, you don't have to answer. I'm just a little curious. No, no, not at all. I have no problem sharing that. Um, I was, you know, for me, um, I knew as many of my teammates, or really not, not all my teammates, but my close teammates knew. Um, my goal going to college at Akron was obviously first and foremost to do very well in school because. Yeah. You're there because you need an education and there's life after soccer. Second was my soccer. I wanted to play professional soccer. You know, I, when I was being recruited from Coach Jared and Coach Leo at the time, that was very clear. I want to play professional soccer. Um, I was aware how the draft works and the Generation Adidas. And I wanted to be one of those guys to hopefully be selected to graduate early and hopefully sign a multi-year deal. Um, for whatever reasons, that didn't quite work out. So I knew that going to senior year, I'm like, the odds of a senior, first off, landing a contract is very tough. And also landing a um, very safe deal, I guess you want to call it, where it's multi-year is very tough as well. Um, I'm also somebody that doesn't like, I I don't like bouncing around. Um, I like to settle roots down where I am. So for me, I wanted to always taste the professional world, but knowing that I could play eight years and meet eight different places. I don't like that. Um, that's why I love being at Akron. I was there three and a half years. So I got my roots settled in there a little bit. That's why it was a bit, it was, mm-hmm. you know, sad leaving Akron because, you know, I had roots over there. So I get emotionally tied to places like that. That's just how I am. Um, I think a lot of people are like that though. They get really tied into something, especially when it's part of your routine and you're doing it every day and you like, know. Not that it's a safe space, but it's a comfortable zone and you know what to expect, basically. And then when you're, like, thrown into this draft, you're like, oh, my gosh. Like you said, you could be in eight different places in eight different years. Yeah, exactly. And I got to a point, honestly, I, I, 
the biggest thing when people ask me what the professional role was like, uh, and I'm sure you can allude to this as well, it's everything you imagine it to be, it's everything but that. Because people think, oh, these guys go to practice, they have the whole day off, they get relaxed, like, you're going to get to new hobbies, it's like, no, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Because you're there, you're in, I'm in the in the offices at 8 in the morning for breakfast and prehab. I don't get out every day until 5 o'clock. And yeah. you are exhausted. So any hobbies you do want mm-hmm. to get into, you just you 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 don't get into it because you prioritize your soccer and getting the right rest, getting the right recovery, and the right food to eat, and mm-hmm. all these kind of things. So, so yeah, I uh, it's a, it was a really exhausting lifestyle. I was so happy I got to try it. I got very very blessed to be in an amazing city in Chicago. Love love living there. Love Chicago. You know, the city was great. Great people. I made fantastic friends. But mm-hmm. I just realized the lifestyle just you know wasn't for me anymore. Um, I look back at it and you know. I I knew growing up, like we spoke about, you know, I, we had, a, um, you know, we always wanted to play professional soccer, but growing up as a kid, you have a bucket list, I guess you want to call it, so- things you want to do in soccer. And I'm very fortunate enough to say that I can tick off every, I ticked it all off, all the boxes are checked. So now people will be like, oh, why don't you go to, you know, play a couple more years? You could have done great things. It's like, I can go to sleep every night happy. My, my bucket <laughs> list in soccer is checked off. I'm ready for that new chapter, you know, whatever it may be. I'm just moving on and obviously for you 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 know you can say the same exact thing because you've done some fantastic things yeah. as well so yeah that's it no for sure it's and everybody's time is different same thing like i said time it's just time is a powerful thing you know for me it was one year for some for you maybe another five years and for other people <laughs> that we know it could be another 15 years like whatever it is it is yeah. you know but you just just get different value from it you know different memories life experiences things like that yeah, and it's awesome that you were able to get that experience and, like, as you said, check off your bucket list, which is, like, something so amazing. And it's almost like, uh, what's the word? You're, like, doing it for yourself? I can't think of it. Like, yeah, you, I guess you're just reaching the goal you had set for yourself since you were a little kid. And you're like, wow, I am that person. Like, you're, like, reaching reaching your potential, basically. Yeah. You know, and the biggest thing also, you know, look back at it as well, is, you know, when I – when I was contemplating about retirement, I was like, you know what? The biggest thing I want to make sure I did was have an impact on people. Um, my age, younger, whatever it may be. Um, and I'm happy to say that I still speak to people nowadays where they ask for my help and guidance in some things um, because of, I guess, the way I held myself and the standards I try to set with any program I was yeah. part of. So, yeah, you know, um, that's another big thing as well. It's just, it's just the impact you have. Um you know, I still have teachers from my old school who, uh, you know, ask me how things are going. And, uh, you know, it's it was, it's awesome. You know, I, I get to go back to my old high school um, and I see my jersey in the in the Hall of Fame next to my brothers and my mom's wow. in the Hall of Fame as well. So, you know, the impact I left at my old high school and, you know, I, I think about it, I'm like, wow, you know, this is really, really neat. Um, so I, like I said, just another reason for me to go back, go to bed, you know, yeah, no, that that's amazing. Sounds like you come from a family of athletes, though. My gosh, but um, it is amazing that <laughs> you're able to like. St- I was gonna ask, like, how do you stay connected through the sport? But it sounds like you've made such a good name for yourself, and you've like from personal experience. If you're listening, I know Carlo has held himself self to such a high standard, and he's such an amazing person, and like such an amazing athlete too. And little kids maybe reach out to you and even like parents that's amazing because like that is how you maybe still are able to stay connected to the sport yeah absolutely and you know um my younger brother that plays professionally still he's 
on going on to five years now professionally in, in Europe at Liverpool with the U23s. And, you know, my biggest thing now um, as an older brother, and I'm sure my older brother can allude to this as well, we just want to be his number one support, his support base, you know. I mean, he's still my old, my you know, my annoying little brother, but I, I love that kid to death. And I want him to have the best possible career knowing that I'm done now. It's just, um, you know, he's been through a roller coaster of a career in terms of injuries, being away from home, mm-hmm. missing out on, you know, things that not, that every kid gets to do. Like, you know, he never did the grad, he barely, barely finished high school, you know, never got to do any homecomings, proms like me. Yeah. Um, we were, anything we did, we did together for the most part. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, for me now, it's also just being his biggest support. Um, I think it's really, really huge. I keep me connected to the game big time. And obviously one day I, like, I keep in touch with all the coaches because I would love to coach one day. Um, I've had some great experiences yeah. that I obviously only got to play one year, but I hope I can teach kids so that they are in the positions where they can do, you know, twice, three, four times the things that I did in my career. Yeah, that's amazing. It's awesome. I do that too sometimes in the summer and it's like so fulfilling to be able to show what you've learned to these little kids and maybe help them find their purpose into the sport. Yeah, exactly. What do you do now? And like, did you know before you were done playing soccer, obviously you went and got your degree and you knew that like behind the scenes, I guess, of soccer, you always were going to get a career. But like, were you prepared for that or are you still struggling with that right now? Or like, what has the transition been from finishing your sport to now? Uh, Definitely difficult. Um, The job market obviously isn't the most friendly, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) so I'm still doing job applications, but um, I was a little late to the podcast today because I was also doing, um, I was recently accepted to get my MBA at a local university around here. Wow. So um, I have options there. So I'm keeping everything open, really. Um, I would love to start working soon. Um, I'm currently working part-time at my cousin's uh, pizzeria. It's like, it's awesome. I love it because I get to work with my my cousin, my friends, my brother as well. So a great work environment mm. and it's, it's great over there um but obviously it's a huge life change i guess you know but it's yeah. really humbling you know as well i really like it because uh you know i did in high school but now when you realize you're out of college you know i love working with people i do but and the job that i have because it makes you realize how much harder i have to work when i do yeah. get my job within my degree or within my job within an mba when i start working um when i start studying sorry um it was how much hard I have to work. It's tough work, but I also love tough work because tough work has brought yeah. us out of me and it's taught me a lot of things. And even who knows, maybe both those kind of things work out. Maybe I want to do the restaurant business one day and, you know, I'll yeah. absorb from all the experiences I've had and things I've learned from my cousin, my brother, my friends, you know, that work there. And it's just like, okay. So it's, it's a great experience. So it seems really people are like, oh, it's a huge downgrade. But honestly, I'm like, I'm like, this is great because I learned a lot from it. You know, you learn life lessons yeah. about how hard you have to work. You learn maybe it's something you could tap into in the market one day into the restaurant business. Yeah. Um, you know, it's obvious. It's it's just it's a really great thing. So uh, obviously, it's tough hours, but you know, <laughs> like I love it. So yeah. I well, I also yeah. No, it's probably really good. I mean, even for any athletes, because a lot of the times we don't really ever get to do different hobbies or get to like ex, uh, experiment outside the sport because every summer you're training every winter break you're training every spring break you're training so you never really have the opportunities I guess to like work just in a restaurant or something because most of the time if you're really really dedicated actually I don't want to say that because 
this doesn't make you more dedicated or not dedicated. But when you're putting in all these hours and you're like really focused on the fitness and focused on getting better foot skills or whatever sport you play, you don't always have the time to go and just like work in a local pizza shop or just like find other hobbies. So do you think being able to do this, it's which it's amazing to hear that like you're really enjoying it because I know a lot of times it can be very difficult to like finish a sport and be training all this time and then just like go work. Yeah. But like to hear that you're enjoying it is it's really nice and refreshing because other people out there might be struggling listening and like you're giving a new perspective to it. I think the biggest thing as well is that um, obviously I want to do more like like not that it's not fun wearing the pizza screen, but I want to do more fun stuff. Like I I eventually (laughs) want to get when the weather kind (laughs) of works in our favor. Like I would love to learn how to golf soon. I would love I really really like to do that. You know, I would love to. You know, I love working out now. Um, I, not that I didn't love working out, but I, I'd spend more time. Yeah, before. I was going to ask you about that. I love Like, that. do you have a – you love working out because I know – have you, like – because, like, girls' perspective is probably different than a male, which is also why I wanted to interview you. Like, have you had any, like, issues with working out and not going, like, so intense and, like, worried about what your body looks like? Do you have – do you have body image issues, Carlo? Because from a girl perspective, when you're done playing a sport, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to look how I did running around the field for 90 minutes. But like from a male perspective, what is it like? I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, to be honest with you, the one thing I just despised, you know, especially I realized in college because I realized when we did punishments, I was like, ah, oh, I don't want to run. <laughs> I hate running. So I wanted to for health. You know, I think it's really healthy to stay fit. You know, not running like eight miles, but I'll run like, you know, a mile, mile and a half, like twice a week, you know, just to stay a little healthy. And I'm not pushing myself. I'm just, you know, an easy jog, you know, it's just kind of get things, keep yourself healthy. But yeah, I mean, I could totally understand that from a guy's perspective too. People run into body image issues because people like, you know, people in general are, you know, are always looking at these these images, these standards of people that were they're chiseled or they're, you know, or girls where they're, you know, they're just so strong yeah. and they're so thin and guys, same thing, or guys are super big and, you know, super strong. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, I go in there to work out, stay healthy and get out. <laughs> you know, I love, I love spending yeah, time there. No that's a long. good way to look at it though. Yeah. I think it's the biggest thing is you just, it's kind of like the same thing with time and time works differently for everybody, but same with like that process of just staying healthy. It's like, People have different standards. Like I obviously would love to get stronger. So, but my timeline may be different than somebody who wants to lose 50, 100 pounds. So, you know, it's just, yeah. it all works differently. So as long as you don't care what other people say around you about your current situation, you know, I think that's the most, the most important thing. I just love going to the gym, stay healthy. Um, I got to yeah. say when the weather warms up, I would love to golf and I love working, you know, I really do. So yeah, it's amazing though, because I mean, from a personal, personal aspect, I, sometimes like, don't you still beat yourself up in the gym or no, that might just be like a me thing. Cause yeah, I'm crazy, no, I, but like, you're like, I need to push myself harder. Cause like, I mean, for a professional in D1, you need to do that. So yeah. do you think you've struggled at all to like find the balance now? No. Or no, it's like um, easy peasy for you. <laughs> well, easy peasy, maybe not. But, you know, I think the biggest thing is you can almost take your foot off the gas a little bit. But yeah, the one thing that's always been drilled in my mind, which I'll probably never, ever, ever be able to get out, is that when I do something, I do it with purpose to get something out of it. So when I go to the yeah. gym, I go to get a good workout. Whether it's, you know, an upper body day, a lower body day, cardio day, whatever it may be. I always have to get something out of it. Um, otherwise, I'm wasting my time. 
So yeah. I'm not going – like my goal, like I said, to run is like a mile, mile and a half, twice a week, you know, stay healthy. Um, but if I don't feel like I did the best I could, you know, I'm, of course I'm not trying to run like five-minute miles like I used to or five 15-minute miles. But as long <laughs> as I know that I'm getting a good workout out of it and I'm like, okay, I go with a clear mind. And I'm like, all right, I got this done. I did a good job. Let's move on, you know. I also yeah. took a couple. I also took a couple weeks off from working out. You know. Um, yeah, which is like necessary. Yeah. I mean, we've been beating our bodies up for what yeah. twenty years. So like, come on. Exactly. So I realized once I retired, I was like, you know what? Let me take two weeks to not do it. Dang. Even two weeks, like, come on, you deserve more than well, that. No, because that's otherwise that's me going crazy. I go batty if I can't. <laughs> like, if I can't not do something. So, but obviously, I lost. I lost a decent amount of fitness from that break, and I never mm-hmm. wanted to get back to where I was because I didn't want to put that strain on my body. I just knew I had other things I wanted to focus on. I wanted to focus on yeah. know, work, job applications. I wanted to focus on, you know, uh, just going to the gym. I wanted to focus also, honestly, just being more like going to more events. You know, because I missed out yeah. so many events growing up. Mm-hmm. That's something I really want to do. Even now, I'm working a lot. Don't get me wrong. I love working, like I said. But when I miss out on events, I'm like, oh, like this is, I, yeah. I want to do some of these things, you know? Um, yeah. But, but yeah, you just have to really just enjoy it, you know? It just, it's, yeah. just take it as it comes. I love how you have such like a positive outlook on like being done with your sport because a lot of times people can struggle and it's really nice to hear like your refreshing side to it and like, wow, look at all these amazing events I get to go to and wow, I get to like be like have the time to myself when before we were always rushing to get place to place, you never really got time to take care of yourself. Like, and then like mentally, I just am curious if, um, like any like, anxiety from not having the sport or like anxiety from like not having a set schedule or anything like that i would say anxiety from a set schedule yeah because i was always super regimented in the sense that i always had training i knew i had training i knew i had class i knew i had to do this i knew i had to do that well now it's kind of i guess it's, i guess work schedule is a little bit more regimented but my free yeah. days are way more open so that's something you know that does drive me a little crazy because that's why i want to get things rolling hopefully I have a job that'd be great but um, mm-hmm. If not, then my NBA get that rolling. I'm hoping to start that in May if that's the route I pursue. Um, so I, I have that regimented schedule. Um, you know, anybody that knows me can tell yeah. that. You know, that if I don't have a schedule, I do go crazy for you know for a certain amount of time. That's why I always try to keep myself occupied. Yeah. But at the same time, it is great, you know, yeah. um, having this time because I also miss out a lot of time with family. So I'm back home in New York. Yeah. And being with family, you know, especially I'm very blessed to have all four of my grandparents, but spending, you know, all the time yeah. with them because I missed out on countless years, you know, being away. I think it was really, really nice. Um, don't be wrong. FaceTime's mm. great, but it's just not the same as human interaction. You know, that's how I am. At least. Yeah. Oh, 100%. You know, I mean, I love talking. I love talking to people if they get to know them. So. <laughs> Being around them is great, but yeah. yeah, so there's different ways to kind of cope with that, you know, and I totally understand people have run into anxiety and things like that, you know, but I think if people realize that things will turn for the better and just have trust in time and that you're going to do the right thing, like, that's going to be great because you already have, the one, you know, your life's changing, but you, at least you have a support system. You're going to have family, you're going to have friends, you know, and you're with those friends for a reason because they're good people and they yeah. keep you happy and you know, you guys motivate each other to do well. That's why I'm very lucky. I have good friends, I have good family. That uh, they all, we all motivate each other, and we all want the best for yeah. each other. So nobody brings anybody down. So having yeah. them around me is great as well. So 
you know, it's, mm-hmm. it is very, it's very understandable. People, you know, um, do become very negative or, you know, have a negative outlook on life or an anx- anxious outlook on life. But I think just, like I said, you just got to let it ride out and go. It's just, it's yeah. this time's a beautiful thing. Just go. It's, you're going to enjoy it. Things I- will work out. Carlo, you're like really, I feel like you're speaking to me specifically. No, I'm joking, <laughs> but <laughs> definitely need to look into the time and like, as you said, like appreciate the little things like being able to hang out with your family now when all these years you've always been like, oh, my mom's taking me to this tournament. My dad's taking yeah. my brother to this tournament. And now you actually get to enjoy being with your family and going to these little events and finding new hobbies. So like, even though repurposing yourself when you're done with the sport can look different for so many people it's really great opportunity to just like kind of enjoy the little things in life i would say and like be with your family even even just like sit with yourself mm-hmm. yeah and things i always think about as well as things could always be worse you know it could always be worse you know as yeah. athletes i think we're very lucky because people look at you if you're an employer or whatever maybe people look at you with this in a different lens but mm-hmm. it could always be worse you know and if you realize you always find one positive out of life or out of every day to take out of it, then you build off of that one, one positive thing, whether it was like, I got a, like a, I learned something new or, you know, you got a good workout in, you met a new friend, whatever, you found a new opportunity, you got into a new book to read and you learned something from yeah. it, something you want to apply to in your life, you know, always just taking one positive and just compounding that and making it to two positive things then making it to three positive things. And sometimes, you know, you may, it's like it's you know things go up and down it's volatile whatever but it's okay just find something positive to take out of each day because there is but it takes attention and care that's it yeah that's that's great i was literally just about to ask you like what is the top tip you would give everyone listening and i guess it's to just take the one little positive thing out of every day yeah that's exactly it because otherwise if you're just so pessimistic about everything and it's just like you know, I think it's very easy for me to be like, oh, I don't have a job. You know, I, uh, yeah. you know, I, I'm not sure what I'm going to do next in life. I don't, you know, I don't have any hobbies. I don't have anything to do. I have no friends. Like, it's it's going to be okay. You know, like, you, just because, you know, your, your soccer life or your basketball, whatever, whatever sport it is, consumed your life, there's just yeah. better things outside of it as well. It's just maybe you just never spend enough time looking into it and it just takes a little bit of effort. But just taking yeah. one positive thing a day is going to make things great, you know. And I try to always be super positive and energetic as you know as possible. Otherwise, yeah, no. I'm my time. I'm 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 loving this energy you're bringing onto the podcast because not that I'm like I am a very optimistic person, but like sometimes I can be really pessimistic, and it just like keeps like diving you deeper into a pessimistic hole but like hearing this like from you and like how to always look into the one positive thing and like how to just enjoy the little things even though there could be so many negative things is like really great to hear yeah Um, i've been in your position too i'm gonna say i've been in your position as well with the injury like it's so easy yeah because i have the two shoulder surgeries you know yeah it's a devastating blow Especially like an egotistical one, because to a certain extent, athletes are all, mm-hmm. all have an ego. It, it, it could be yeah. healthy, it could be unhealthy. There's different levels, but yeah, we all do. And it's a big blow when you're when you're hurt. But you take one positive thing, it's like I got this exercise done, like that's huge. Then it's like let's try to do multiple of those, then move on to the next one. You know, just being positive. Yes, give please give me your top tip to repurposing yourself after sports. So besides being positive. 
I would say, I mean, that's 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 a really tough one. Um, I would say don't rush into anything. So, okay, take some time to think about what you've done, what you like, and what you'd like to do. You know, I, I, I guess in my four or five months of thinking about retirement, I took some time to think about what I wanted to do. Um, and I realized one thing was, I guess through, through your own life experiences, I realized soccer, working in the soccer world, something I never wanted to do. I have a lot of respect for it. You know, yeah. people in there, I met great people, but it's just a lifestyle yeah. that I do not want at all. Um, yeah. So you just really observe what you've done in the past and what you would like to do in the future. Um, is really big. Just take some time to think about it. I think I always go back to time because it's very easy to rush because I'm very, hypo- I, I, it's not hypocritical, but it's like, I'm, I could rush things. I want to do things, get things rolling. Like, let's go, you know, or else yeah. it's crazy. But I think this, I guess, chapter of my life is really teaching me to let time do its thing. You know, it's okay if it's not done by yeah. tomorrow. Um, figure things out, you know, it'll figure itself out. Um, people always say that at Akron all the time. We're like, well, we'll just figure it out. And I'm just like, I guess I never understood it because I was like, no. It's like, let's figure this out now and then let's keep rolling. But I guess I really, really become super relevant nowadays for me. It's just, yeah, you'll figure it out. Just, yeah, out. definitely. I think that's, that's amazing advice because as an athlete, you're also, not that you're always being rushed with everything, but you don't really ever have time to think about anything other than your sport and everything going on in your mind almost revolves around your teammates or your sport or how you're doing personally or what you're going to eat or how much you're going to work out. So like yeah. having the time to slow down, think about it and just really like deep dive into also all the positives that are coming out of it. Yeah. I think that's really great advice to give to somebody. Also, I would say just trial and error, explore. I mean, you don't know what you're not going to like until yep. you try it, For sure. you know? I think that's a huge thing as well. Exactly. Yeah. Just try new things. Just chilling out. Me, you know, me and one of my good friends, what we do is just we go to a coffee shop and we sit there for hours and just talk. I and love I'm like, this. this is awesome. I've never got to do this in my life. Normally it's like I have yeah. an hour and a half max to give you and then I gotta get to bed and get my eight, nine hours to work out the next day. Now I'm like, you yeah, know it's okay. Let's just go chill out and tell me a cup of coffee. You know? Yeah. Things like that, it's awesome. Oh. Well, that is amazing. I think it's amazing to hear that you're able to look into all these positive things when soccer has been such a big aspect of your life. And even though you might not be in your ideal position right now, you're looking into everything that is like so amazing in your life. And you're being so grateful for all these things, such as your family and your health and being able to enjoy little things like sitting at a coffee shop, which sounds so crazy because most people are like what like sitting at a coffee shop and just chatting isn't like normal to you but like realistically no because we've never really had enough time to be doing that so like hearing your positive outlook and your refreshing outlook is so amazing and I really hope that someone listening is able to like personally I'm taking your advice and I'm like I really need to start looking into the one little thing that's going on every day that's bettering myself so first off just really thank you so much for like sharing your thoughts and your opinions and coming on to this podcast in the first place. Of course. I thought, you know, when you first reached out to me and told me about it, you know, it's a unique thing because I know people that have run into this problem, you know, even people, athletes that haven't gone to play professionally. You know, I know people that went on, you know, club or even college level and this this kind of, I guess, lost, I guess you want the way people call it nowadays is you get lost. Um, but just gotta realize that things are gonna be better, you know. It's 
yeah. it's fine. You know, just take things as they come, you know? So I'm happy. I hope yeah. somebody hears this and, you know, they do get something from it. Um, and I guess, you know, my line's always open as well. So I'm more than happy that yeah. anybody ever wanted to speak, um, you know, I'd be more than happy yes. to help people out, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. So Well, thank you so much for that. And I'll, I'll tag you in everything. So if you're listening, thank you again for tuning into the Reps Podcast and listening to my interview with Carlo. Thank you once again, Carlo, for coming on to the podcast. Don't forget to leave a review on the podcast. Maybe give it some likes. Just just let us know what you think because as I keep saying, I just want everyone to be able to find a relatable episode on here and just kind of hopefully repurpose themselves into something better or just help them think more positively or just have a better outlook onto life. So once again, thank you everyone for listening. Once again, thank you, Carlo. What is like your Instagram or anything you want people to come look at you at? So I guess... Um the social media for me would be Instagram. Well, I'll tag it too. So be, I'm <laughs> at Carl Rattaccio. Um, so pretty much all okay. social media is at Carl Rattaccio. I keep it really simple. So yeah, um, cool. you know, hit a follow. If you need any help, you know, advice and life after sport, my line's open. Yeah. So thanks everyone again for listening to the Reps Podcast. Bye. <laughs>